Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. All right, here we go. It's a brand new Flyers Daily for the 18th of February, 2024, as the Flyers Stadium Series game against the New Jersey Devils is in the books. A missed opportunity for the Flyers and what was a very important game because of the point implications with the team that's trailing you in the standings. Devils are, of course, the fourth place team in the Metropolitan Division, and if the Flyers could have grabbed two points in regulation, prevented the Devils from getting two points, it would have been a four-point swing. It didn't happen. Devils skate off with a 6-3 win at MetLife Stadium uh, last night. First of all, first and foremost, as you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm in my wonderful hotel room, uh, not far from MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Um, very long day, uh, but let me just say first and foremost that the festivities that the NHL put on for one of their tentpole events um, were really remarkable. I've done now five of the six outdoor games the Flyers have competed in. The only one I didn't do was Lake Tahoe, um, which was obviously during the pandemic and a very limited crew went for that game. Uh, as far as Fenway Park, which was the first one in 2010, well, I guess technically 2011, uh, no, I guess it was technically 2010, uh, that was a spectacular event, and obviously the environment of Fenway Park lent to that. And then in 2012 at Citizens Bank Park, when the Flyers took on the Rangers, and then uh, at Heinz Field in Pittsburgh, I believe in 2016, first stadium series game, and then 2018 at Lincoln Financial Field, the reciprocal game, and then this one at MetLife Stadium. They've all been vastly different, uh, mainly because the buildings are different. First two in a baseball stadium, last three in football stadiums. Um, but it was a packed house. It was a good show. It was a well-run event. Uh, didn't send Flyer fans home with the result that they wanted. Um, it was an entertaining game. I don't think we've ever seen that many shots on goal in a, an outdoor game. I mean, Flyers had 25 shots in the second period, or 26 shots in the second period. There was a total, I think, of 46 shots total in the period, which is an insane amount. But uh, well run by the NHL. Uh, as far as the game goes, the specifics from the game, Flyers got outshot New Jersey in the game 48-40. to 40, 88 total shots in this game is an absurd number. And both teams playing really fast in transition and uh, creating a lot of, of good opportunities. And ultimately, the Devils created more better opportunities than the Flyers did. And they bared down and and scored five goals on Sam Harrison and, and one empty netter. The start of the game, uh, Flyers get scored on just 32 seconds in. They actually win the faceoff, end up in the New Jersey zone after a big hit in the neutral zone by Travis Konechny. And they're kind of hemming the Devils in. But then a pinch down the wall from Cam York. And uh, no forward picked up the coverage, kind of hit off the foot of the ref. And it went the other way to Nico Heischer on a breakaway. And 32 seconds in, he drops the shoulder, opens up Sam Harrison, and slides the backhand through the five hole. And it's a card-carrying member of the goal union. I'm going, oh, man, what a tough way to start in a game that for a goaltender is significantly different maybe than any other player on the ice. And he just wants to get into the game, start to feel the game, make it feel normal because it's not being outdoors with that spatial awareness and everything. 
and just 32 seconds in, he's got to deal with a breakaway and get scored on. So it's one nothing Devils right out of the gate, right out of the gate. And, uh, you know, the building's electric at that point. It was probably 70, 30 Devils fans to Flyer fans there. A packed house from, uh, from all the way down low, all the way to the top. It was uh, very well attended. So Devils go up one nothing, and then at 13.30 of the first period, off a rebound, Tyler Toffoli is able to pick it up and put it into a yawning uh, net, and that puts the Devils up 2 to nothing. And that's how we'd end the first period. Flyers in the period had some opportunities. I think they had two posts in the first period, but ultimately ended up with nothing on the scoreboard. So you go to the second, and at this point, you go, okay, it's imperative you get the next goal in this game because you don't want to obviously go down three. Two nothing, a two goal deficit is not too much to overcome. They just overcame that against the Toronto Maple Leafs the game prior, and I think have won two games this season in regulation that they trailed by two goals or more. So this wasn't that daunting from a, a hole that's been dug standpoint. Head to the second period and 7:43 into the period, uh, Owen Tippett is able to beat Dawes clean as kind of the the, the high forward moves to the middle of the ice. Got a couple options if he wants to dish the puck. He opts to shoot it and beats Dawes on the blocker side. Dawes doesn't even move. It's just an unbelievable release from Tippett. That's his 20th goal of the season. It was set up uh, by Travis Konechny, and it was initially started by Igor Zamula, who made a really nice play at the blue line to keep the puck in. So the Flyers cut the lead to 2-1. Again, that's a 7.43 of the period. And they really controlled play for a good seven or eight minutes after that. Had several good chances, one where Dawes had to make three or four saves and then ended up getting knocked on the seat of his pants because the Flyers are crashing the net. And But they, they, they can't get that next one by Dawes. And then at 16.36, it's Brendan Smith who picks up his second goal of the season. Kind of a bizarre one, puts the Devils up 3-1. to one. And then just uh, less than a minute later at 17.48, Nathan Bastion picks up a goal. So now the Devils... You know, get goal scoring from two guys they need to get scoring from, in Nico Heischer and Tyler Toffoli. And then they get two from guys that rarely chip in offensively, Brandon Smith's second and Nathan Bastion's fourth. Now the Flyers down 4-1 again. You know, played a much better period. I think at one point the Flyers were out shooting them 21-6 to in the period. Pretty, they carried the play and obviously had uh, a ton more chances than New Jersey did. And now they find themselves in an even bigger hole than they ended the first period with. Down 4-1, down three goals in the game. But at 18-23, Flyers get a power play with exactly two minutes left on the clock, and they they need to capitalize on this power play. It's been an area where when you need a power play goal this season, it hasn't been there. On this occasion, it was. And the Flyers, at 18-23, it's Tippett again as the third guy high. Frost makes a nice play, and Konecki's kind of direct in traffic. He's kind of the conductor of the orchestra. He's in front of the net, and you can see him point as he points over to the left side of the net down below the goal line, and he shades there. Morgan Frost then gets the puck down to him, and Konecki's got a couple options. He can cross, pass that puck across the goal mouth to a backdoor player. He can push it back out to either Frost or to the point for a point shot and crash the net, or, in this case, Owen Tippett shades back in, He's kind of a high man in the middle of the ice. Gets him the puck. What does Tippett do? He beats Dawes again. Off the shot. Clean, clear-sighted shot. This time he goes glove side. It's his second goal of the game. 21st of the season power play goal. And the Flyers are now again within two. 
So we head to the third period. But 2.48 into the third, this is really the one to me that was the dagger in the game. Devils working a cycle kind of clockwise in their zone, and Nico Heischer just finds a soft spot in the middle of the ice, and Jesper Bratz able to get him the puck, and then he beats Sam Harrison high blocker, and it's 5-2 Devils. So now again, you get back within two. You're in the third period, and pretty early in the period, you're back down three. 9.07 of the third Flyers get a goal from an unlikely source, Nick Sealer, his first of the season, first since last March, and that gets the Flyers back within two. A little nice bump play by Lawton to bump it back to Sealer. Talking to Lawton after the game, he said uh, his buddy was with him there at an event after that we were at, and he said uh, a really nice little bump play to Sealer because he was yelling like crazy to get it to him, and Sealer goes off the bar and in. Flyers back within two with uh, just under 11 minutes to go in the game, so you still got time. Uh, but they're unable to get anything else by Dawes. Then at 18-15, Nathan Bashan gets the empty net goal. I think the Flyers pulled Arson with about four minutes left, down two in the game. Uh, but ultimately, not enough tonight or last night, and they fall to the Devils 6-3. to three. Um, We talked about it a lot in yesterday's episode, talking to players about the importance of that game yesterday. I don't want to minimize it in any way, shape, or form. Uh, because it was an outdoor game or anything like that. Both teams are playing on the same ice, the whole thing. Uh, that was a huge missed opportunity for the Flyers to give themselves a really nice buffer between the three seed in the Metropolitan Division and the four seed. Devils have two games in hand on the Flyers. So, it, it, conceivably, if both those games were won, the two games in hand, now they're within a point. Had you won that game... Flyers would have moved up to 67 points, and the Devils would have been at 58. It would have been a nine-point difference, and that is a huge difference. So this was a missed opportunity um, for the Flyers in this game. Uh, you know, to give up a goal in the first minute, certainly not ideal. To get the crowd going right away for the Devils, not ideal. And you just you look at this one and you go, that was a missed opportunity. But the team, as players and coaches and everybody else, they have to move forward because dwelling on this missed opportunity does them no good. The next one up is Chicago on Wednesday. It's absolutely imperative to get a win in Chicago. Absolutely imperative. This three-game road trip, you got a point out of the Toronto game. You had to battle back from a two-goal deficit in the third period to get that point. And then you missed this opportunity at any points against the Devils. Now you got to go to Chicago and you got to get a point. And the schedule the rest of this month for the Flyers, other than Chicago, is no picnic. It is not going to be really easy games to get standings points. you got to keep winning. you got to keep tacking points on. Uh, but the Flyers, after the Chicago game on Wednesday, Saturday, it's going to be at home against the New York Rangers, obviously. Top team in the division. Very good team. They'll play coming up this afternoon against the New York Islanders in the stadium series. It's a 3 o'clock game Saturday at Wells Fargo against the Rangers. And then it's a back-to-back with the Penguins on Sunday at 3.30. And then, to wrap up the month, you get the Tampa Bay Lightning, who just recently came into Wells Fargo and, and touched the Flyers up. So it's not an easy schedule to round out this month. And what was a lighter month of play, where you had some days off, and you could get some practice time in and some rest time before 15 games in 30 days in the month of March. So it's it's not going to be ideal. And the Flyers will be on that back-to-back Sunday with Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh will not, will not have played 
since Thursday at home. So distinct advantage to Pittsburgh. Flyers play Saturday at 3, then got to travel to Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh's been sitting around at home all week, and their last game being on Thursday against Montreal at home. So this is a very difficult situation uh, that the Flyers find themselves in right now. It's another one of these kind of forks in the road of the season. This is a really pivotal stretch of schedule that they need to navigate. And because they didn't get the two points last night, the margin for error is now not nearly as great as it could have been. So that's what you contend with. That's why that's a big missed opportunity for the Flyers in that game last night. They didn't look completely dialed in in their game last night. You know, they're a team that likes to play in transition and get up the ice. And when the puck's in the offensive zone, be very aggressive to keep it in the offensive zone. D, pinching down the wall. Uh, then a forward's got to come back and cover for the D. And there's risk to it. Well, the Devils went in with a game plan. And their game plan was really simple. To stretch the Flyers thin. There were times in the second and third period where I even noticed the Flyers are in deep with possession on the forecheck. And they still had a winger on the weak side, very high, almost at the Flyers' blue line. And then as soon as possession was up for grabs or turned over, that winger was out by the red line. And what does that do? That just brings everybody back. It brings the Flyers' D back so they can't pinch up to keep pucks in at the blue line. It stretches out their coverage and creates a huge gap between the forwards and the defenders. And, look, you have to respect it. Because, and and look, on several occasions in that game last night, the Devil Flyers got beyond the Flyers defenseman and got in. Nico Heischer, 32 seconds in on the breakaway. And then uh, Jesper Bratt had a couple of chances where he's got a half a step on a Flyer defender as well. Drew a penalty on one of them. Had a nice spinorama chance on another. So teams will see that and see how to prevent the Flyers from using that aggression to create second-chance opportunities and thin them out by putting a guy high. Say, okay, we may have to suffer a little bit in how we defend initially in the D zone with below the top of the circle, but if possession goes up for grabs or we get possession, we're going to pull them back and stretch them out. And that's something the Flyers are going to have to come up with an answer to because it's on tape that they like to play fast in transition, and they're very aggressive on the forecheck, especially with the D pinching down the walls. And teams are going to have the book on the Flyers, and they're going to have to find a way to deal with that and not allow teams to stretch them out and get behind them like the Devils did. The Devils really kind of played with the blueprint on how to to deal with the Flyers. We'll see how they deal with that now going forward, because that's I think we're going to see in these games coming up, I don't know about Chicago, but in the game on Saturday against the Rangers, they like to do that anyway. Very aggressive, and they will get out on the in transition on the rush as well. I imagine we'll see that from Peter Laviolette's team. I imagine we'll see that uh, from Mike Sullivan's team on Sunday. And uh, we'll see that from Tampa to some degree. Tampa likes to play a little bit slower pace type game, but we'll see that to some degree against Tampa as well certainly with certain guys on the ice. So Flyers are going to have to adjust to that. Really, really 
pivotal stretch of games coming up for the Flyers going forward now. It's a missed opportunity last night. Um, can't dwell on it, but it was a very big missed opportunity. Could have used a couple saves in some spots. I know John Tortorella said after the game, the loss isn't on our goaltending, and I agree with him. It wasn't on the goaltending. But sometimes on some of the clear-sighted shots, you, you go, okay, look, it's a difficult save, but we'd like to get one there, of course. I thought it was interesting, Dawes, I thought he played excellent for New Jersey, and he's been good since Vicek Vanacek has been out. Um, he got beat on three clear-sighted shots. Owen Tippett beat him twice, and Nick Sealer beat him off the bar and in. Uh, but that's a that's a rarity. You usually got to have traffic or take the goalie's eyes away. And uh, there were some clear-sighted goals in that game last night against the New Jersey Devils. So where they go from here, we shall see. But this is another very important important stretch of schedule coming up for the Philadelphia Flyers. Is we're getting we're knocking on the door March here real soon. Not a lot of games left in this month, but we're knocking on that door. Uh, it's right around the corner. Then you're trade deadline and push into the playoffs with about six weeks left in the season, about two months left in the season right now. So join us tomorrow. Bill Meltzer will join us. We'll get his thoughts on stadium series, what's coming up, the blueprint against the Flyers, and much more. And we'll do that tomorrow on a brand-new Flyers Daily.